Welcome to episode 19 of Dirt Stories. Technology is being used to improve efficiency and to solve other problems in the construction industry, but one of the biggest challenges facing construction right now is the labor shortage. Like many other things nowadays, looking for a job and networking has gone completely digital. Platforms like LinkedIn help people to connect to fellow workers, follow industry leaders, and yes, search for jobs. Today, our guest is one of the co-founders and the CEO of TradeHounds. Described as the LinkedIn for the construction industry, TradeHounds helps contractors connect with each other, share photos of their work, and post and search for jobs. We're excited to dive into the labor shortage and how technology could help us address this problem. Let's dive in. Trade hounds. I'm excited to chat about this. Me too. I'm always happy to talk about my passion project. <laughs> so we're chatting today uh, in today's episode of Dirt Stories all about technology uh, and how it's used to connect contractors during a labor shortage. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited to hear your dirt stories and dive into a little bit more about trade hounds and, and your perspective on this topic. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Let's get started. Tell me a little bit about your involvement in the construction industry before TradeHounds. Sure. So um, I'm originally from Australia. Um, I grew up in a construction family. So you know, I kind of lived and breathed construction from an early age. Um, my, my family started a business where all my uncles were basically the skilled tradespeople on the job site. My mother and father were the project managers and, and general contractors. So I, I was, you know, on the weekends after school, banging nails, being a general laborer, kind of working mm-hmm. with my uncles up until an age where um, I kind of took over some part of the business of more scoping out projects, um, project management, and kind of helping my parents out and managing the construction process. Um, so I've kind of been stripped of nuts through the whole thing and um, that's how I really got started in it. Nice. So for yourself and for many people in the industry, there is a family connection, uh, typically where generations have worked in the same industry or at the same business. I want to mm. dive in a little bit into what you just said. Um, how has this connection through your family impacted your journey in the construction industry? Yeah, it's a good question. Um, you know, typically that's how a lot of people today get into the trades, whether it's union or non-union. Um, it's a family member. Um, you know, they work with them on the weekends during school and, and saw it as a viable option post-school. So um, it's a good way to kind of get into it. Um, for me, it was, I had an interesting um, life journey to kind of come back to it. Um, you know, obviously I, I, I was very close to it growing up, but both of my parents were, they didn't go to college. Um, and, and I'm definitely one of those folks where like, I was told like, you've got to go to college to be successful in life and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. So I went and did that and, and, and got an economics degree and went into finance and was making good money, but I hated my life and I hated my job. You know, I was pushing numbers around a, an Excel spreadsheet and saw a little value that I was adding. Um, but I always would go back to my, my uncles on the weekend and help them out. I just love the camaraderie on the job side and kind of, 
you really felt like you'd earned a, a dollar that day um, working out um, in sometimes harsh conditions and um, working at a craft and, and kind of building a project, whether it was an extension of, um, you know, someone's house or something a lot bigger. Like I, just, I had a sense of much more sense of pride um, working in the trades than I did kind of wearing a suit and working in an office. Mm-hmm. And, you know, my thing was like, hey, I'm actually not that handy, believe it or not. Like, hey, I, I can definitely um, paint a house with my uncle. I did that a lot and, um, you know, work odd jobs around job sites. But I thought that, hey, like if I was ever going to do something in construction, it would have been something on the business side. Um, and that's what I really sought out to do because it wasn't until five years ago I saw how my uncles were still getting jobs and it was all word of mouth and I weren't really using technology. So I was like, hey, like, why aren't you on LinkedIn? Because I just thought everyone was on LinkedIn. And he's like, what the hell's LinkedIn? So I was like, aha, like, you know, let's, let's dive a little bit deeper into this. And, and it turned out that no one had really built a digital community or, or um, professional identity for the skilled tradesperson, not only in Australia, but also America. So that's what kind of, I was like, Hey, like, you know, if, if I went out and, and did this, this could solve multiple problems. Um, whether it's through jobs and trying to staff um, construction companies, um, advertisers are trying to advertise to these um, guys and girls and, and, and so forth. So that's how it all kind of started for me. I love that you wanted to do something bigger. You were like, I want to make an impact and leave my mark. And you just made the change. I respect that. I think that's awesome. Yeah. I think, you know, I, I never thought it'd be like, get this big. And obviously we, we've got a lot more things to do, but um, you know, I was really passionate about it. I was really fired up and I, I believed in it and, and it's so far it's all worked out. Mm-hmm. I want to dive into trade hounds in a second, but I do have a question. You are from Australia originally, and now you're living in Boston. Correct. I want to know from you, I'm just super curious, are there major differences that you've seen in the construction industry between the United States and Australia? Yes. Yes, absolutely. Um, I would say that Australians are a lot more easygoing, um, which is good and bad. Um, you know, I think Americans have a lot more sense of pride in their work. Um, Interesting. I'm not, I'm not saying Australians don't, but they just, they just go about it in a different way. Um, and there's a lot more dogs on job sites in Australia too. Maybe, maybe that's because we have nicer weather, but um, they're probably the three biggest differences. Interesting. That's, that's very interesting. Okay. Okay, so you come to the States. Let's talk about Trade Hounds a little bit more. I want to dive into the app. So you move, you live in Boston now, you founded Trade Hounds. It's an app that you and your CTO, Peter, created. Um, and I've, I've been reading online, many people are describing it as the LinkedIn of the construction industry. Correct. You just, you just kind of touched on it briefly in one of your, your previous statements. You said that you chose the construction industry because you understand it and you grew up in it. Um, and there are a lot of areas that need to be improved to help workers, which I think, um, I think is very true. And a lot of people that we've chatted with in Dirt Stories have also expressed that. What are the problem areas um, or the key problem areas, I guess, that Trade Hounds is seeking to address? So the number one problem we're trying to solve is the sourcing and hiring of skilled labor in the construction industry in, in North America. And the reason why it's so challenging is because there's a couple of things. One, there's been a skill shortage for the last 10 years. Um, most people have been coming into the trades and there's an Asian population. But two, no one has really built a product or a tool to, like focus on skilled workers in construction. 
you know, the, the Indeeds, the LinkedIn's, the ZipRecruiters are resume based platforms that don't work for this demographic. Um, one, they don't use resumes. Two, like this isn't a platform that they want to engage with on a daily or weekly basis. So kind of trade hound strategy was, hey, let's be worker first. Let's build a platform purely for the worker and, you know, make it in a mobile application because most of them had smartphones, you know, back five years ago, they were just coming off flip phones and make an application where it's a community just of tradespeople and they can share their work. Because, you know, what's something that I touched on earlier is that they're very proud of their work. And not only do they like kind of showing it off and getting validation, but they also like to get advice and feedback. So, you know, we launched that app in the end of 2018 and have had over 200,000 people in every school trade and every area code in America download and use it. Um, and it's really like, it's just for them. And what we're doing now is um, bringing jobs onto the platform to help these workers get more money closer to home and so forth. So we rolled out the job platform um, just a couple of weeks ago in Massachusetts. And we're going to, you know, really refine that and make it um, pretty tight. And then we'll roll it out um, across America kind of state by state later this year. Okay. Okay. So I use LinkedIn pretty actively. So I have a little bit of a vision for how it might work, but can you tell our listeners a little bit about, I guess, how it works um, on the, on the business side, but also for the users? Yeah. So, you know, if I'm an employer or a staffing agency and I need to find a, you know, an electrician in Boston, um, I'd go to our website, um, pay $200 as a post a job. And that gives me a job post for one month. And really like how it works is like the technology does all the lifting for you. Um, where, you know, if you've got a job in Boston, within, we'll, we'll um, message every electrician within hundred mile radius of that job to try and get them into to apply and get candidates. So simply like we're just leveraging the community that we built. Um, and on the worker side, their experience is like, hey, you might be happy in your job, but you might not know that there's a job, you know, closer to home paying more money or better benefits. So there's a value proposition to both sides. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Okay. So what do you think are some of the areas in the industry that need the most improvement that this tech is solving? Um, it's really like connectivity, um, you know, and having a, a professional profile for the worker one to be able to network, to get more information and data to them um, and, and for people to actively try and seek them out to find them work. Um, but the two, it also, in a, in, it gives the employer um, a, 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 like a, a storefront as well. You know, on LinkedIn, companies have their profile pages, who's working there, buyers in the company. I mean, construction companies have a LinkedIn profile, but skilled workers aren't on LinkedIn, so it's kind of pointless. But trade downs will now enable that for a, you know, a consigli or a Suffolk where they can show the current projects they have on offer, the current job posts they have on offer, um, you know, benefits of the company, et cetera. Um, so that storefront will enable the, the company to be able to get targeted as well. Um, right. So it, it's kind of something completely new to the industry that doesn't have, or they kind of don't have. Interesting. So what type of roles um, are, are most common, I guess, for recruiting on the app? So commercial industrial trades, um, typically skilled. So the, the primary um, trades we have on there right now is electricians, welders, plumbers, carpenters, HVAC, um, all in commercial industrial. We have some 
like large residential um, projects and, and, and trades on there. But they're the kind of like the, the core trades right now. Um, you know, we, we do have some niche trades, but um, right now it's kind of the big five. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's interesting because technology is being used in the industry in so many ways to make us more efficient. But the labor shortage is a topic that comes up all the time. And until this conversation, we're not really made aware of very many tools that are helping specifically with that. So I think, I think that's great. Yeah, absolutely. Are there any stories um, of contractors or, or those looking for jobs that have used trade hounds that have had success stories that kind of stand out to you? Yeah. Um, I won't name names um, mainly because I haven't asked for permission yet, but mm -hmm. um, you know, we, we only launched our job platform a couple of weeks ago and we have a, a HVAC contractor on the North shore of Boston that has had more candidates on trade downs than any other platform they've ever used um, and quality wow. candidates. So, you know, not, not only that, um, but it's the, the ease of use and then it's, that it's just built for construction and, you know, they can go on there and it's not like a Craigslist where you got to post it every other couple of days to make it relevant or indeed where you got to repost every week. Um, and they have to post across all different platforms to try and get leads. This is one spot they can come to, which is trade hounds, post the job and get quality, get quality candidates. Another problem that they have with these other platforms is they're getting, you know, unskilled or unqualified workers posting. They're getting dishwashers, car washers, baristas, you know, applying for an electrical job. And they didn't have time to like siphon through all the BS, which, which is just, you know, part of the industry norm right now. Mm -hmm. um, trade downs is 100% construction. So what inspired the tool? Were you experiencing a labor shortage in your own career or how did, how did this come to be? Well, it was really a, how I got the idea was, was working with my uncle um, and seeing the pain points he was having about trying to schedule like his next jobs and next projects. Um, and then something that I thought was really interesting was what was happening in Australia at the same time was there was a massive mining boom going on and they couldn't find workers. And I saw what they were doing to try and find workers. So I thought like, Hey, you know, maybe the construction industry is going through the same um, phase. And it was, and I really found that no one had built a product for the worker. Um, a lot of these other products were, you know, resume focused labor market places and weren't really focusing around the worker and getting the work using the product. And that was, that was kind of unique to our strategy was, Hey, let's, you know, the LinkedIn's of the world and um, Doximities and a few other places um, that are being very successful to technology companies, they went worker first. They kind of built a community out um, of the worker and then um, monetized it later through jobs and advertising. So I thought, hey, I think this is a good strategy to apply for the construction industry as well. Right. I'm, I want to go back to something you said earlier in our conversation. You were talking about your career in finance and going to university and then you made the change. I want to pick your brain a little bit on why you think there is a labor shortage. I've had a lot of discussions uh, with business owners about that path and people not really knowing from high school or, or from college where they can go. And so they kind of go down that, that university um, college path. What are, what are the biggest reasons for the labor shortage that you're seeing? Um, for me, it's a, it's a cultural thing. 
um, you know, for the last 20, 30 years, not only in America, but also Australia, parents have been told and, and, and they believe that to get ahead in this world, you've got to go to college. Um, and that, you know, trades aren't as, aren't as kind of the, the, the kind of the end game for you. Because back then, I mean, a lot of people in the trades were, you know, physically demanding and the pay wasn't that great, to be completely honest. Things are a lot different nowadays. Um, but it's just been a big cultural push to get everyone into college. And obviously, like, there's a lot of lot lobbying from a federal perspective. All the schools are lobbying as well because it's a big, it's big business. Mm-hmm. Um, and the reality is that college isn't the answer for everyone. Um, you know, the benefit of going and following a trade is you don't have the debt when you're coming out of college. You're making good money. Um, you know, you can make a lot of money on the side as well. Um, you know, side work as they call it in the industry. So, um, for me, it's a big cultural thing. It's going to take, you know, a long time to change that. And it starts with education. I think it starts at a federal and state level where parents and and guidance school counselors are more educated around trades and make it a more viable option for students. And they start pushing at the students instead of just saying like, you've got to go to college. Um, that continues to be the story and until that changes there's going to be a skills gap. Mm -hmm. You read my mind there. I wanted to jump into where it starts and it starts at the the education, the school level starts with teachers and those types of roles. So how do you at trade hounds, how do you work with employers or even are you working with schools to help build up your community and um, get people using the tool to recruit? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, we work with vocational schools here in Massachusetts. We work with Skills USA, um, which is a great vocational program as well, which is national, um, which enables, you know, students to, to upskill and um, network and get better, get better certificates to help them with their career. Um, and secondly, you know, what we do right now with, um, you know, contractors in Boston is, you know, we, we, we're new, so it takes us, it's going to take us some time to build up that relationship and trust within the industry. But, you know, proof's going to be in the pudding, like with the customers we have right now, once they've had a successful experience, um, it's going to be a really good story for us to tell. And, um, you know, we'll work with other contractors and staffing agencies to find them candidates. Mm-hmm. And how many uh, users do you have on the app or how many companies are you working with? So um, we've had over 150,000 users on the app Um, and companies, you know, we've only got a handful right now. We're actually, um, you know, call it a soft launch or beta. Um, I've only launched with a handful of customers and the, the, you know, we want to crawl, walk, run, right? We want to try and make the product as smooth as possible from both sides before we kind of go ham and and really, you know, do a very extensive kind of marketing and sales pitch across Massachusetts. And then yep. once, we've done, once we've done that, then we'll, we'll roll out into other states, Texas, Florida, and the other bigger ones. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. So how has your view on the industry been challenged since you created the company? Uh, it's interesting. So, you know, everyone's entitled to their own opinion. And some people see this, um, that, that we're going to steal their workers and, and they're going to go to another job and while they sign up on trade downs, if that's the case. And, 
you know, a lot of people thought the same about LinkedIn, right? Everyone's on LinkedIn, but everyone's happily employed or supposedly happily employed. Um, my response to that is, is like, Hey, like if you are paying them what they should be paid and getting them home safely and have a good culture, then, you know, you shouldn't have to worry about me. Um, if anything, I'm making the process a lot more efficient where, which will allow you to hire more people as well. Mm -hmm. Um, so, but Hey, like, you know, you got a lot of old school guys out there, um, that are skeptical by technology and it's, it's, it's going to, it's going to happen. Um, and I think, you know, we, we just have to, um, work with everyone who believes in what we believe in and, and try and grow their businesses and find them skilled workers. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's definitely a learning curve there, especially in this industry. I find it's, it's like a decade behind every other industry, especially when it comes to, to adapting technology to the business. Yeah. 100%. Mm -hmm. Something that we've talked a lot about at Dozer is when you start your tech business, you're facing a challenge. And then as you, you grow and your business starts to evolve, you discover other challenges along the way. So I'm curious to know, aside from the labor shortage or even the recruitment side of construction, have you noticed any other challenges in the industry that you think technology needs to take on or needs still has to work at and uncover? Uh, on the worker or the employer side? Either. Um, I think it is the, the challenge around technology is going to be around the worker side because the learning curve for them is just so much later than anyone else. You know, I think they're coming onto technology a lot later than most other people and it's an aging population. So they're not that tech savvy to begin with. Mm -hmm. I think that lag is, is what's going to be challenging to try even for companies like trade hounds, to be honest, to get them to engage with technology and change their behaviors and habits. Um, but that's something that we're, we're, successfully solving it at, at this moment. Um, but I think where a lot of people have had challenges in the past, whether it's trying to solve the problem we're trying to solve or just trying to get workers to use the technology, you know, mm -hmm. it, it, it is tough because these are old school word of mouth, still using faxes and stuff and writing checks kind of guys. Mm -hmm. um, you know, they're not, they're not Venmoing you or Skyping you at all. Mm -hmm. um, Hey, like the next generation is probably going to be in that kind of like tech savvy realm, but that's at least five, 10 years away in my opinion. Yeah, definitely. Um, but Hey, like it, it's, it, it's, it's just the reality and you've got to like, you know, build the product around these challenges and, and get them to use it. Mm -hmm. Have you noticed any um, challenges or even anything interesting that's emerged because of COVID with your business? Yeah. So what's interesting is, you know, it's, it's been terrible for everyone and, and, and everyone at trade down has been fortunate if not, not to be directly impacted by it and no one's been sick. Um, but around 40% of the industry has been, you know, furloughed, laid off, whatever you want to call it. Um, and what's, what's interesting is like hearing from contractors or the workers of like, why they're not going back to work. It's, you know, I'm getting a stimulus check from the government why I'm getting paid more sitting at home or going fishing with my buddies and I would have, and I would have to going back on a job site. So why, what's the incentive to go and work? So a lot of guys are enjoying that summer, which is great. Good for them. But it's tough for businesses trying to like, you know, get a project done on time. Mm -hmm. um, 
you've got other people that don't want to go back and work on a job site because they're afraid of getting COVID and spread it to their family. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's fair as well. Yep. Um, so, you know, it, the, the good thing is that construction is considered essential um, business and, and everyone just has to navigate this moving forward, that's you know, right. until, until July or June or July 21, 2021, when there's a scalable vaccine, things, things are just going to have to be this way and we're going to have to navigate it together. Mm-hmm. I'll be interested to see how many users start using the app more because of COVID and being able to recruit virtually and through tech. I think that will be good for you guys. Yeah, absolutely. So let's talk about the rest of 2020 and into 2021. What are your business goals? What can we expect to see from TradeHounds? Yeah, so you know, our main focus is ensuring a really successful experience for the customer and the worker. Um, really in Massachusetts, you know, this is the market where, where we're located in. Um, so start here, really get a really good product market fit and then expand in the biggest states, your Florida's, your Texas's and your California after that. Um, call it late this year, early next, but, um, you know, it's a fluid process and, and we'll react to that accordingly. Great. Before we sign off today, I wanted to know if there's anything else you'd like to leave our listeners with about the labor shortage or about how tech is helping this. Yeah, I think, you know, the, the big vision of um, Trade Hounds is, is really focused on the worker. And it, it's not just about finding them jobs, but it's also about, you know, we send them safety tips every week. You know, getting home safe with your 10 fingers intact is a big thing, believe it or not. Um, we want to add more to the platform to really improve the lives of the worker, whether it's around education, safety, um, you know, how to do it tips to, to kind of perfect your craft and also have a tool marketplace in there. We can buy and sell secondhand tools and little things like that. Um, it, it's really about improving the lives of the worker and we're in kind of like the second inning of that. We, we've got a long way ahead of us. Nice. I like that. And where can our listeners find the app if they want to learn more? So unfortunately we're not in Canada, um, but you can download it on the app store in America and in the United States. And uh, we can go to our website, www.tradehounds.com. Great. And for now we can follow you on social media. Absolutely. Hopefully (laughs) we we should be up there soon. Um, It'd be great to get back, get up to Canada. We'll keep an eye on trade hounds and, and, keep our ears peeled for when you come to Canada for sure. Absolutely. Thanks so much for joining us today. It was a pleasure talking with you. Thanks, Rebecca. Take care. Stay safe. Thanks. Construction technology continues to change and mold the industry every day. For more on construction tech, check out the Dozer Hub at dozer.com slash blog. Tune into Dirt Stories episode 20 to learn more about what construction tech really means. Get the latest trends and insights in the industry by following us on Instagram at Dozer Hub. Dirt Stories is a construction tech podcast that is produced by Dozer, the industry's first e-commerce platform for construction equipment rentals. To learn more about Dozer and experience the easiest way to rent equipment, visit dozer.com. Thanks for listening. I'm Becca Grebe, and this is Dirt Stories.